Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the CEO that's the cutting edge outdoors. And actually, it is Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. <clears throat> Good morning, John. Good morning, Good morning, John. I'm here with Tom. Wealthy. Danny and Greg. There we go. There we go. Wealthy landowner from this county. Yes. Dartmouth County or where? Douglas County. Douglas. Oh gosh, darn sake. So it's good to be back, guys. Yeah, oh, it's good right. having you back. Long two weeks, hunting. Yeah. I didn't tell you about my major highway uh, near catastrophe. No, no, what happened? Well, it wasn't near catastrophe. Going down, I was driving down the road, pulling the trailer about seventy-five miles an hour, and I hear bang like a shotgun went off. Oh, <laughs> I feel all this vibration. I look in my side view rear mirror. All I see are chunks of rubber going down the road. Blew a tire on the trailer. So hey. I pull off to the side and uh, get off as far as to the side as I can on the Highway 41. And, you know, vehicles are supposed to, you know, when they see a vehicle disabled, go to the far lane. Give, give one lane. Not even truckers were doing it. I mean, they're whoom, racing right by. Now, I know I can change a tire. Done it before. But I've got this uh, insurance now. It's through uh, Boat US. Yeah. And yeah. let me tell you what, I'll put a plug in for their insurance because they've got what's called trailer assist. Yeah. And it's like a AAA for boat trailers. All you do is call up and they sent the guy right out, dispatched a guy, and he, he changed it for me. I had this. Oh, it was a trailer tire? Trailer oh, tire. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, yeah like, that's now, like your, your regular AAA coverage. They don't cover it. They cover your vehicle, but they don't cover the the uh, a trailer. I right, know because right. I tried that one time. Then I went and changed changed it myself. But uh, yeah, the guy came right out there, and it was nice because even the spare was low on air. I really wouldn't have been able to drive on it anyway. The guy pumped it back up and got it going. But I I will say there are still some nice people in this world because while I was waiting for the uh, dispatch from uh, from the uh, U.S. boat. Some guy comes pulling up and and pulls right in front of my vehicle. He's got like a service truck, and I thought it was 
the Pete, the guy that the yeah. AAA had called. Mm-hmm. Guy gets out. He says, "You need help." Uh, the guy uh, actually owns his own like truck service, and he offered to do it for free. He says, "We'll call him." He says, "I'll do my good deed." I got off early on a Friday. He said, "Well, I'll help you." Really? And I said, "Yeah." And I said, "Boy, it's not often that uh, people stop and just." ask to help somebody these days, especially stranded in rush hour on a busy highway. So I'll put in a uh, plug for his company up by uh, the uh, Menasha, Reflections Truck Service, auto and truck repair, Tim Smith. That was uh, really nice Real nice guy, yeah. I said, uh, well, thanks. I said, give me your card. I'll put a word in for you. What did he do for you? <clears throat> Nothing. Yeah. yeah, so not many people would do that these no. days. <laughs> Yeah, but he stopped, John. I told him not to, John. I said I got the AAA. I got no. I got the uh, U.S. boat dispatched. Yeah. Okay, I had the insurance guy yeah. coming. But yeah, that's a pretty good coverage to have. Yeah, that's what I had all the years that I had boats was. Yeah, US. and yeah. I got it for the guide, for mm-hmm. the guide service. I yeah. got the anglers, whatever program. So, not bad. Yeah, one time I had a bucket of bucktails blow out of the boat. They covered it. Well, well. <laughs> What are you, why are you well, laughing, John? It's funny you mention that because I, I, I've spent an extra $20 this year when I found out that you can get $1,000 coverage for stuff lost yes. in the boat, mm-hmm. which would cover yep. a bucket of yep, bucktails. a bucket of bucktails. Maybe yeah. about five bucktails nowadays, but yeah. <laughs> maybe not at the price bucktails are. Yeah, but, uh, but they covered, yeah, a bucket of bucktails. Yeah, they covered it. Darn good insurance there, yeah. I'll tell you. But I learned something about trailer tires, Tom. Let's what, see. What'd you learn? Now, I'm going to see if you know this because you like, you know everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, yeah. Uh-huh. What, is a, <laughs> what is the speed rating for those trailer tires, for those boat trailer speed tires? Speed rating? Yeah, how fast? What's the speed rating? Well, I guess it depends on what size the trailer tire is because the smaller ones have a lower speed rating than the big ones and the 14-inchers like you got. So I would imagine yours are rated at, uh, I think you got the 14s, don't you? It's a 205 Yeah, 14. ST. Yeah. ST I would comes say, first. I, I got to admit it's got to be a 55. All ST tires, 65 miles 65? an hour. Okay, yeah. And all this time, I've been driving 70, 75. Wow. I got to slow down, number one. No wonder I'm having blowouts. The other thing I learned, too, you know, with, like, your automobile, like my truck tires. I go to the quick change oil place, and, uh, you know, they do the tire pressure. Well, they never put it at the max that's on the side. They put it, like, maybe four pounds lighter or something like that. Uh, Trailer tires, you need to fill it to the max. If it says 50 on the side, fill it to 50. The biggest cause of tire failures for trailer tires is people not having them totally full. Oh. And even when I got the repair done at Farm and Fleet, when I checked it, they didn't fill the the new one to max. They you had probably it at, don't know. I think yeah. they think it's like auto or truck yeah. tires, but yeah. Maybe, yeah. So I've I've learned and what, also What is it like? What what do you mean it's like auto a truck tire? Well, like like I said with my truck, they they don't fill it to the max recommended poundage yeah. that's written on the sidewall. They leave it a couple pounds under. But on, on the trailer tire, you need to fill it. And a, a trailer tire, is life is not measured in tread. It's years. Even on if, trailer tires? On trailer tires, yeah. Even yeah. if even okay. if you've hardly got any, the, three to five years max, they say after three years, it, it loses a third of its, uh, a third of its strength. 
Yeah, really? trailer tires actually from exposure to sun, <laughs> whatever. Oh, no. So really, even though you think they're fine, you should be changing them probably every five years. Yeah. And you get something like bearing buddies on yours? I've got those on that on that trailer. At Ten years, I've had no problems. Yeah, I know. They're still bearing. going strong. I'll tell you, you know what's a nightmare is when you're going along the road and you blow a bearing and you don't have an extra <laughs> one with you. Of course, who carries an extra bearing? Nobody does. Well, I started to after that. Yeah, yeah, after I, I blew I a bearing, I started carrying one extra bearing in just in case. Because then, Bushy, yeah. try to find that bearing when you're in some middle of podunk Minnesota well, somewhere. Try to find that bearing for your is trailer. Is that what they, where they old, <laughs> I lost my bearings came yeah, from? Yeah, I guess so. But I'll tell you what, try to find one then. Oh, my goodness, what a nightmare. If you blow a bearing. Well, the old ones, they used to have to pack them, right? Oh, yeah. With the grease and mm-hmm. stuff, and mm-hmm. then put the cover on. Yep. And... Mm-hmm. But even with bearing buddies, if you don't keep the grease in there, it can blow. And then try to find one. So that's why ever since that happened to me a long, long time ago, I always had then an extra bearing for my trailer. I was lucky to find yeah. two. Kept one in your right front I, pocket? I, no, I kept one in the in the glove right, compartment? right front glove compartment. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I right along with a pack two of bearings. smokes. Two bearings at once? No. Oh. Don't they seize up sometimes? Isn't yeah, that yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah, when they blow they lock up. That's, and... that's when they, you find little pieces all over the place. Yeah, you like blow it, everything out. Yeah, pieces of the bearing. Yeah, oh, it's terrible. It's well, ugly. Well, it's we, ugly. We lost a trailer tire on my dad's old 14-foot aluminum years ago. We realized we lost it when it went shooting past the front of the truck. Going to, I couldn't believe how fast that trailer tire was going. Hey, let me we ha- never found it. It let went me- like a quarter mile down the road and over the ditch and gone. I looked for an hour. I couldn't find it. Let me ask you a question since you learned a lot about trailer tires. What about the spare trailer tire that a lot of guys have? On their trailers, you know, they got that spare tire on the trailer. Is, now, is that one the junk. same that wears, age? That wears, yeah. here's what happened a couple of years ago when I blew some, t- my first set of tires <laughs> made it seven years. Okay. I didn't realize it. Okay. One blew out on me, and the next week, the other blew out on me. Oh, Jesus. So then oh. I put the spare on, and that spare that blew last week was three years old, and I, it, I'd used it for three years, and I was thinking, well... You know, only three years. I and then I thought, wait, that's a ten-year-old tire. It's oh, it was on the front for so long as a spare. Yeah, just sitting yeah, it, there. It, even I didn't even have it. Sit, I had it in, sitting in a closet. Is this but why is, I think even just sitting in storage? They, well, I was they gonna, get they get uh, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you. At. Well, is there a reason? Is that why people put a cover over that spare tire so it doesn't get that sunlight? I don't know. I don't well, know. That, that would make sense. Regular tires too. I mean, the tires that are on, <clears throat> like the back I, of a. A, a big, uh, a, a big uh, motorhome. That's what Tom's talking about. Yeah, yeah. and they'll Putting they'll have cover, t- cover tires for every tire on that. If there's six tires on one side, they got six covers to go over the tires. Oh, when they're parked. When they're parked yeah, and they're away there. for the season. Oh. Who would put a cover on every tire? Well, old rich guys who got nothing better parked, to do than drive yeah, around in SUVs parked, parked and for the season. Yeah, I, I, okay, now I get it. Now I get it. Yeah, makes sense. So anyway, I learned a lot about trailer tires, and uh, you learn uh, a lot when crap happens, when, right? And uh, I'm I'm hoping hoping to not have any more blowouts anytime soon. That besides that, Horton almost lost his gas tank. He had to, yeah. All of a sudden, he looked, and his gas tank on his truck was hanging low. Some something oh. broke loose. So we thought it prudent from you know, his truck on his truck. So 
He says, you think I should take that in? I said, yeah, I think a gas tank that's hanging is going to fall off in the middle of the road and explode. Yeah, so yeah. we took that in. It, no trip. Oh, there's no trip that can go totally smooth. But with Horton? You know, here's my, here I, get to compl- here I get to complain about the cops again. Here, here I go. Oh, no, not now, again. Now, last year, I get pulled over on a no-traffic day Sunday morning because we stopped to look at a snowy owl. And we got the cop behind us for 30 minutes running, doing, checking our blood types, our, our you know, running our family history, everything. <laughs> Do you think when I had that tire blown out and waited for 40 minutes for that service guy to come, was there one police officer around to pull up and put his <laughs> lights on and kind of protect me from everything? No. Never. Not the snowy there. owl could have got you. Huh? You said you stopped well, to look at a snowy That's a different owl. story. That's a different that was story. last year, John. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll, at that note, why don't we take a break? <laughs> All right? Break. We'll, yeah, we'll take a break. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can give us a call at 414-799-1250. You can either add to or uh, come up with something different. Or if you got a question or comment, 414-799-1250. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors from the Bait Mate Fish Attracted Studios. Coming to you live this morning and every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. here on WSSP, 1250 a.m. and 105.7 FM, The Fan. You can listen to us on a.m. or f.m. anytime you want. Uh, Deluxe Danny Bush uh, left us for a little while. Yeah, he's going Uh, to get one of his students. Students to Mm -hmm. come into the studio and look and see what radio is like and uh, show them what it's like. And so he'll be back. And this is about the third or fourth time that Dan has brought some people in as yeah, learning. Yeah, some of his students to see what the producer does, and he's going to see what Greg does with all those buttons and dials and knobs and computers he's got. I think it's all an act. Yeah, I think it's all it's, smoke and mirrors. It's all smoke and mirrors. Those buttons don't do anything, do they, Greg? No, no. <laughs> one's, one's for on, one's for off. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> And as a matter of oh, and Danny's probably listening to us right now. Yes. So I'm telling Danny, I crossed off the Rod Stewart. I'm sorry, Danny. I hate Rod Stewart's songs. I, I just don't care for his voice. So I crossed that off the list. Sorry. <laughs> That's why we played something else. <laughs> so anyway, hey, John. Yes. You hear about this? This is, this is funny. Oh, God, this is funny. Okay, this happened up in Friendship, Wisconsin. A Wisconsin man who blamed his beer-battered fish fry after he was pulled over for the 10th time for drunk driving is finally going to prison. A judge in Adams County sentenced John Prisbilla, yeah, Prisbilla, 76 years old, to seven years in prison. A jury in February found that the friendship man guilty of felony drunk driving. His latest conviction was the result of a 2014 traffic stop, and he said, you know, the guy said he could smell alcohol on his breath. Prisbilla said he had recently eaten a beard-battered fish fry, and that was the reason for his drunkenness. (laughs) (laughs) So watch out for that beard-battered fish. (laughs) 
I guess you come up with all kinds of excuses, huh? I can remember there was one in <laughs> one in Florida, and they were suing the car company because the guy was Irish. Huh? They said you know you shouldn't rent to Irish people. They drink too much. They get drunk. They wreck cars. So the comp the, the the people that caused the accident yeah. with the rented car. Yeah. Suing the, the car company because they rented it to an Irish, Irish person. Yeah, boy, if that's if that isn't stereotyping, eh? Oh boy, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> well, I guess they got to come up with some defense. Um, oh, by the way, last week, John, yes. uh, I was telling everybody to ca- to go on to casagrandehair.com. Okay, now <laughs> that's where I get my hair cut at. Right. Heather, Heather cuts my hair. That's my oldest son's girlfriend. Right. Heather cuts my hair. And uh, it's at casagrandehair.com. And I was telling everybody, hey, go on that website, look it up to, to get the phone number. I don't have the phone number with me. Uh, look up the phone number and then call them and ask them why they don't have a picture of Tommy the True on the wall, right? Guess what? You egotistical. Yeah. Okay. No, it was a joke, right? I was joking around. Guess what? What? She said, she called me, she says, when are you going to get that picture over here? <laughs> and then I told her, I says, well, do I have to put it in a frame or will you buy the frame? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, okay. Who's going who's gonna to buy the nail? I, I don't know. Somebody better buy a damn nail. But no, I, I, will, <laughs> I, will, I will bring a nail and I will uh, bring a picture of me in a frame. And then, well, my, my son said, well, Dad, you, you, you always wear a hat. He said... Nobody would be able to see your hair, you know, because she cuts your hair. You know, they should be able to see it. It's a hair salon, right? And I and I looked around, and I have a picture of me not wearing a hat, holding a nice northern pike. So I'm going to blow that up. I'm going to put it in a frame. I'm going to take it out there next time I get a haircut. <laughs> I'm not going to go out there on a special trip just for a picture. I'll wait until I need a haircut. Oh, what? sister... Marion Etzel is yeah. going to be coming into town. Oh, yeah? When is she coming yeah, in? Yeah, I forget. Oh, you got to let me know when she does. Yes. I would like to say hi to her. Yeah, she's. I think she's coming in for her birthday. Yeah. Who do you got online, Greg? We have Al from Oconomowoc. Oh, okay. Good morning, Al. You're live on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. What's on your mind this morning? Good morning, sports fans. How are we doing today? <laughs> We're, oh, Mr. Shook. Yes, indeed. How are you, sir? Where are you off to today? Well, uh, right now I'm I'm heading to the store. I'm a little greedy pig. I'm going to get some fresh bakery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you is you, oh your our station is, isn't anywhere uh, you know that you could near. stop it nowhere no, near. No, no, no. Ah, I'm, I'm no. The stuff would be stale by the time I got there. Although <laughs> it would be a, 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 a my a good gesture, but a <laughs> okay. little bit beyond my personality. All right. So <laughs> what what's up this morning? What uh, Tom? I wanted to ask you. Well, it's good to hear uh, everybody there. Yeah, I'm gonna get into some spinner baits for bass fishing. Do you have any at the Muskie slash bait shop slash massage parlor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes, we do. Yes, we I do. Can, I, I can't even hear you guys. Oh, I'm well. I'm sorry for that, but oh, maybe oh, you should. Coming t- back now. Uh, it's a mobile phone. I was but, gonna. Uh, okay. Um, I was gonna say, yeah. The, you mean spinner baits for muskies? No. Oh, for bass? For bass. Yes, yeah. we, we do have those at Smokey's Muskie Bait and Tackle. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yes, Very we good. do. Yeah, and, uh, I officially retired on Thursday. I am no longer gainfully employed. Oh, I'm that's a shame. Congratulations. Well, you, you deserve it. You deserve it. Yeah, so I, I, I went ahead and filled up the rest of my free time. I was uh, elected vice chair of the Congress this spring. So oh, my gosh. Mm. I'm, uh, You're gonna... I'm running around a little bit more now with uh, meetings to Madison and so forth. But Hey, when are you going out to the Muskie shop? Because you, you might, I, I think I'd like, since, uh, since you're retiring or retired now, I think I'll have to give you, as a congratulatory gift, one of my specially made handcrafted spinnerbaits. I could certainly, yeah. that, that would be a wonderful thing. Yeah. When are you going to be out at the Muskie shop? I was thinking of probably going out there later this morning, but oh, uh, we'll have to no. see. No, I won't be out there then. Uh, yeah. I I will be out there Monday, mo- uh, no, not Monday, unless I go fishing. I'm going fishing on Monday, so unless I go to Pewaukee. Um, well, you got my contact information. Yeah. I'm a free man. Yeah. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll let you know. Yeah, I, I'll tell I'll you, let the, you know. the pan fishing has been really pretty good. We've been yeah. in, on shorelines there. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, and there were some bigger fish breeding uh, and uh, all small ones in there. <laughs> and the, the, the big ones were chasing the, the little ones out. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, though. When my son and I were out last week, we found, uh, and the week before, we found bluegills that were bedding in anywhere from like six to eight feet of water. They, yeah. they, you'll you'll wow. see that. You'll see that on these clearer lakes, clearer water yep. lakes. You'll see them bedding in the. I mean, you'll still see the shallow ones too, but you right. see quite a few of them in that deeper water. You know. Yeah, it's a it it. It's, it's coming around really nice, you know, with the weather now and the water temperatures are getting better and so forth. Yeah. So. And uh, mon- Monday, I think it was, I stopped out at, uh, I was out at Smokey's on Monday. And uh, before I left, I wanted to have a, a fish lunch. Uh. So I had brought a rod with me with, uh, with a Chomper's Salty Sinker rigged wacky style. Yeah, and I went on the dock by Smokies, and I looked around for the right. Now there were a couple of bigger bass there, and I didn't want to touch those big guys, so I just looked for one in that fifteen to sixteen inch range, and I saw one. Flicked out the worm. It came, screamed right over, sucked it up, caught him, filleted him, and took him home and ate him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do the bigger ones have names? Have you guys turned those into pets yet? Like those, some those, of the muskies those out are, there? Yeah, see, those are kind of pets, so we, we kind of leave those guys alone. They're, they're they're running between 18 and 20 inches. There's yeah, some real guys, real nice ones there, and they, they wait for those dead minnows. They wait for those. That's what I was going to say. Something yeah. has to clean up the dead bait in the morning. That's you know, right, so. and they just scarf them down, they, without a doubt. And there's, they're, there's smaller bass in there, too, but there's a couple of big girls in there, and uh, yeah, they just scarf down those dead minnows. So, but well, Benny, but, we'll have to see if we can't get together and uh, think of take you up on that offer, try and catch a big fish out there. Oh, the yeah, Danny's not here right now. He went oh, to pick okay. up. He went to pick up one of his students, and he's oh. bringing him over to he the the, the young man has an interest in uh, being. Uh, a producer on the radio, so oh, he's very a, good. So he's, he's autistic. Yeah, he's going to come in here and he's going to watch Greg and see what Greg does, and Greg's going to show him the ropes a little bit. Well, when he comes back, tell him I'm going to give him a call. I also want to see if he wants to go goose banding with me. Oh, later oh yeah, this month. All right. And, well, uh, maybe a student or two drag along with yeah. him. It's 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 a long it, day, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. 
We'll make sure we tell Danny uh, to get in touch with you when he gets back. Yeah. Very good. All right, Al. Well, thanks for calling. We do appreciate it. Well, I'll stop by the the Muskie shop. And, John, I'm going to give you a call. I want to stop by and visit a little bit. All right. All right. We'll talk to you later, Al. You guys have a great day. Good show, guys. Okay. Thanks, Al. Yeah, we always like it when Al calls. He's a member of the Wisconsin Conservation Congress for, what is it, Waukesha County, I think. Yes. And uh, 30 years. Yeah, he keeps us informed on what's going on. And, and of course, uh, uh, what do you call it? Gordy, one of the fine technicians at Smokey's Muskie Bait and Tackle Shop. Oh, by the way, that website is up, folks. You can go on the website, go to uh, Smokey's, and that's with a E-Y-S. Muskie is spelled with an I-E. Go on to Smokey's Muskie Bait and Tackle Shop. Is it Smokey's Muskie Bait and Tackle dot com or Smokey's Muskie Bait and Tackle Shop dot com? I don't know for sure. I don't know if you need the Who shop. Who are you asking me? Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know if you need the shop, shop in there or not, but Smokey's Bait and Tackle dot com. Just Google it. Yeah, just go on that site. It's a brand new site with new stuff on it. And it talks, you know, it shows a lot of different things. And Bushy's things. friend is doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. guy that he works with at the school. So, anyway, uh, we got that side up. Uh, that, that's about it for right now. When we come back, we're going to do the gut report. And I'm going to tell you what I did with that bass I caught over at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop that last Monday morning. I'm going to tell you what I did with it, all right? You ate it. You well, I know I ate it, but it, it, how, did I, how did I make it? Ha-ha. Ah. We'll be right back with more. Stay tuned with John Lehman over there. I'm Tommy the True Newbauer and Bushy, Dan Bush. We'll be right back in just a little bit. So stay tuned for more here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. You need them now because you don't want to get that Zika virus. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, you want to know what I did with those bass, John? Well, that one fish. I made fish tacos. Have you ever had fish tacos, Greg? No. I have. They're delicious. I know. They're great. Now, tell me if I did it right, okay? I added... Well, first I fried the fish, okay? And I put a, a, a very, very fine cornmeal breading on them. You know, I put them in the milk and egg wash, you know, and then put the cornmeal, and then I fried them. Then I cut them up, and I added cilantro, lime, lettuce, a few onions, and a little bit of chopped jalapenos. It was delicious. <laughs> I loved it. Is that about what you had? Yeah. It's just uh, like what you had, pico de gallo, is def- definitely good on fish tacos. Right. And you have... The tomatoes, the onions, some lime juice, oh, yeah. cilantro. Yeah, yeah. I Gives just, it a little bit, just a little bit of a kick. Yeah, oh, definitely. You get a little bit of a kick out of it, and it's delicious. Yeah, the, the lime and cilantro, if uh, that's a, one of those things about cilantro. Either you're one that thinks it tastes like soap and you don't like it, or you love it. You know, it's one or the other. But I happen to like it, and fish tacos are really good. And I just used a, a tortilla shell, flour tortilla shell that I warmed up, you know, and put the stuff in there, and... It was more of maybe like a burrito than a taco when I rolled it up. But, yeah, it was very, very tasty. So, folks, if, you, if you've if you tried fish a lot of different ways but you've never tried a fish taco, try it like that. You can add on whatever condiments or whatever, like, vegetables you want to add to it, like the tomatoes and that. You can, you can add whatever you want. Just make sure you got the fish, the cilantro, and the lime. Those are the three main ingredients. And then add on different things, you know. 
it turns out really, really good. I, I mean, it's a different way to have fish. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma in Milwaukee and 919 North Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. And I probably should say that uh, Discount Liquor Inc. in Waukesha uh, or Discount Liquor in Waukesha is on Main Street in Barstow. So that's probably easier to find than 919 North Barstow. You know what I mean? John, I'm looking at you. I know yeah. what you mean, <laughs> yeah, Jelly You know Bean. what I mean. <laughs> okay. You know, I had a discussion. I mentioned this. I, I might have mentioned this last week or not. I had a discussion with a guy about colors of plastic worms, you know, for wacky rigging and other types of rigging. And I said my favorite, my favorite color, because we all have favorite colors, right? My favorite color is the watermelon with red flake. Now, if anybody's got their favorite color, give me a call here at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. I'd like to know what what your favorite colors are. Now, the guy I was talking to, he loved baby bass, okay? He liked the baby bass color. I like the watermelon with red flake. Sometimes I'll use the watermelon with purple flake. Sometimes I'll use the watermelon seed which is like watermelon with little black flecks in it. So it seems like anything with watermelon is good, <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's what it kind of seems like. But And then there's a, a watermelon candy, which has got red and purple and other, you know, a bunch of different colors in it, you know, little flecks in it, you know. And sometimes I wonder if the fish don't think it's maybe that little flecks of red or yellow, I mean of green or, or, or uh, purple or whatever, if it doesn't look like, when it flashes like that, if it doesn't, like, maybe give off the vibe of being a certain type of panfish that they can eat, you know? I don't know. But I've also taken those Kalen's uh, jerk minnows, and I've rigged those wacky style and thrown those out, and those have worked too. I mean, that looks like a real minnow yeah. drifting down in the water and dying, giving that dying flutter. So, you know, there's a number of things you can use for that, but I'm just kind of curious on what people's favorite colors are. I know one year, John, that uh, salt and pepper or the, the white with the silver flake, that one year, that was really hot. Yeah. That was really hot. Now, after that, yeah, I'll try it every now and then. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, you know. But for one season, boy, that, that one color was hot. Now, maybe I just don't try it enough. But uh, there's, a, there's a color by Senko. Senko makes a color that's really hot. That's the Yama, Yamamoto bait. It's watermelon but it's got a chartreuse tail. The last, like, half an inch is a, is a bright yellowy chartreuse, like. And that color seems to work really well, too, you know. I was fishing with a guy one time. I know I... I'm, are are I, those new? No, not really, no. Okay. Those have been around a long okay. time, yeah. Now, I, okay, I, I happen to like the chompers. I mean, it's Senko's chompers, uh... Uh, Kalen makes their uh, wacky, uh, the wormo, wacky wormo, or whatever it's called. I mean, there's a lot of worms that all look the same. They're all going to catch fish. The only reason I like using the chompers is because they have the garlic in them, John. Yeah. Bass like garlic. Yeah. No doubt about it. And I know uh, one of my friends, whenever we go fishing together, he'll, he likes using Senkos, which is fine. You know, those catch fish. But you know what he has me do? 
he opens the bags of Senkos, and I, I, I use that G formula or the Bait Mate uh, garlic spray or garlic mm-hmm. oil. And he'll have me spray some of that each one of his bags. I'll go through. I'll go through like almost a half a darn bottle, you know, spraying the garlic stuff in his bags of senkos. It's like, geez, oh, you're finally you're moving that, eh? I know. It was right at your eye. John moved. Two weeks. Yeah, that's John, been right yeah. in the way. John, uh, there, we've got these big arms with the microphones on them, and it was right at the level where it was covering up our eyes. We couldn't look at each other talking. I would, that wasn't bad. Well, yeah, that's not terrible. <laughs> yeah. But John finally moved it. But you know, no, I, I I go through a bunch of the stuff with this guy with the garlic stuff because I got to put it in the bags of his worms because <laughs> he's a believer in the garlic stuff too. Now he he loves it too. You know, so and there's another thing too. Now, like the bluegills, they're c- going to be coming off a of spawn and they're going to be setting up on the deep weed line edges. A lot of the bigger bluegills will be setting up on the deep weed line edges. So the thing is is instead of just tying on a mini mite and casting it out, letting it go down, watching your line, moving it, you know, moving the rod up and down and whatever, I'm rigging up one of the rods with a slip bobber. And and once I find the right depth, I just leave it at there, and I can throw it out, leave it there, and I can cast a different one. And when I see the bobber go down, I can grab that rod and set the hook. You know what I mean? I can work two then very easily. So I'm gonna, I got to rig one of those up because we're going out on Monday. And I want to make sure we catch a bunch of big bluegills. Got a no. nice spot for those for those big rig bluegills. up two, rig up two, yeah. And have the third. Have one for the other guy, one for me. Well, you have two. <laughs> no, you have three. Well, I I don't think I can watch all three at once, John, and oh. and operate the bow mount foot control. <laughs> you know? I can remember. There's, there's too much activity going on. God bless him, Don Eicher, uh, and we'd call him. The fish pig, because he'd have three rods oh, in the back. <clears throat> and from the furthest one on the right to the furthest one on the left, there wasn't six feet between those yeah. rods. So when he gets a, a nibble and he goes and sets and he brings up the panfish, and you know how the how the blue oh, the panfish comes up the bluegill, big, right? Big circle, big yeah. Big circle. Yeah. So all of a sudden, here he comes up, and he's got the one fish, and he's got the other two lines all wrapped up. <laughs> all together. All together. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So. Uh, that that would that would drive me nuts. I know. I know. Oh. I could. That's that's why I won't put out three, John. It's it. it you you're inviting. Yeah. Trouble. Yeah. You're just inviting it. That's why if I put out one in a bobber, you know, with the slip bobber. And then cast with the other one. I'm not going to get in too much trouble. <laughs> but like I said, if if you're operating the bow mount, because I, I never anchor, I'm always yeah. you know moving or trying to stay in a position. But the thing is, is I you know I, there's just too much going on. There's too much to do. You know, too much to keep an eye on and all that. You know, so especially if it's a little breezy out. If it's calm, that's one thing. You know, it, that's different then. But listen, we got to go to a break right now, and when we come back, we're going to be doing the Hornschwaggle with Danny Bush. That is, he's going to give you three questions. If you get two out of the three correct, you're going to get a going to win a wonderful prize package from Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. So give us a call at 414-799-1250. And if you have called in the last couple months and have been a winner, 
don't try calling again because I've got your name and location written down. <laughs> and uh, so we want some new winners in here, all right? So 414-799-1250 is the phone number to play Hornschwaggle with Danny Bush. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back to the Baitmate Fish Attractant Studios. This is the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. And now the segment you've all been waiting for. I know I've been waiting for it because I've been gone for three weeks, Tom. <laughs> Two yeah. weeks. And I emailed you the winners yes. the last couple of weeks. Yes, and uh, for all the winners out there, give it a week or two. I do forward the email, the addresses to the uh, uh, bait, good friends at Baitmate, and uh, Susie gets that stuff sent out to you, so you should get a nice prize package. But do we have a contestant on the line, Greg? We do. We have Tim in Milwaukee. Okay, Tim, you know how uh, Hornswoggle works? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay, here we go. We're going to stick with fish, being as, you know, it's fishing time of year. Uh, pike, northern pike, have no scales. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Uh, no hornswoggle. Uh, that is a hornswoggle. They do have scales. So oh, that's what I meant. Okay, okay. I'm just trying to figure out. I keep getting confused with this. <laughs> okay. No or not. All right. Sorry about that. Okay. No, that's all right. Okay. Here we go. Uh, walleye are sometimes called walleye pike because they are a member of the pike family. Hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle, okay. All right, there's one. All yeah. right, all right. Okay, next one. Uh, pickerel. There is no such fish as a pickerel. Pickerels are just small little northern pike. Hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. Uh, hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Yeah, okay, very good, good job. We got a winner. There actually is a pickerel. Small northern pike look like pickerels. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll put you on hold. Greg will get your information. Thanks for playing. All right, thank you. Yeah, that was good. Good for you, Tim. He he kind of got confused on a that little, first question. Got a little confused on that first but one. But after that, he was right on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny. Up in Canada, they call uh, northern pike. Uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, walleye. They call them pike up there. Sometimes they call them snakes. You know, they they you know they, all across the country. There's you know like a bass down south. They'll call them green trout. What? Yeah. Uh, there's, green trout. Yeah. I, the, Down the, south? Yeah. The, there's, like, people come up with little, little colloquialisms, you know, in their territory for, for you know, different species of fish. They'll just call them different things, you know, different names. Hmm. It's weird. It's just usually a, it's a, a, a regional thing, well, a I local think they, thing. Well, I think they call a, a big pike in some Canadian provinces jackfish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big jacks. Jacks. That's what my dad used to always joke about. Let's go catch some big jacks. So can can I talk a little bass fishing with you, Tom? Oh, please do. Oh, you were uh, catching the, the the smallies, like smallies by the by the boatload. Yes. Now, have you ever done any working like the the hard jerk baits? Suspending. Sure. Yeah, husky jerks, uh, Smithwicks, and that. Yeah. Yeah, because we were working primarily the shadow wraps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had the deep and then X wraps mm -hmm. and, you know, Rapala's really come out with a whole bunch of different yep. type baits. And it's, it's almost like you're, 
working jerk baits for muskies when you're working them, mm-hmm. and you're twitching, you're hit, jerking it real hard, yeah. pausing, and they hit yep. on the pause. Mm-hmm. And we found that 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 was you know that was the most effective way to catch. There were guys fishing plastics. We'd see them. I don't believe they were doing as well as we were. Really, yeah. Because it takes a little longer to finesse them. Yeah, yeah. And and if you find a bunch of fish, you you don't want to really be finessing them. You want to be covering water. You yeah, know, when there's a bunch of fish in the area. Pretty much what we were doing yeah. is rapid rapid fire. Yeah. Um, and so. that's why the spinner baits work good too, because you can cover a lot of area in that. Yeah. Right. Well, he did he did put on a spinner bait. Yeah. And use that for a while. Now, your buddy, uh, you pr- sh- probably should tell people about how to be careful with those uh, jerk baits for bass. They can they get a lot of hooks on them. Well, yeah, he did hook himself <laughs> in the finger. Got and so before he had time to think about it, he just yanked the hook right out of his finger. <sighs> I, I, I was in a boat with a guy one time, and he had a Kelly worm hook. One, it, The Kelly worm has got three pre-rigged hooks in it, right? Yeah. One hook is in the fish. The other f- hook is in his one of his fingers. And it's dangling and flopping. And I'm thinking, oh, that's got to hurt. No, and he looked like he was in pain, you know. And then I, I, he grabbed the fish, but he had, he's got the fish in one hand and a hook in the other. So then I grabbed the fish, and I said, here, let me get it, the fish undone at least. So I, I grabbed the needle-nose pliers, you know, took the hook out of the bass. And then he proceeded just to pull that hook right out of his finger. I mean, just twisted and turning and pulled. I was in pain just watching him. I just cut them out. I just take a nice little sharp knife and cut them out. <laughs> I, I, I just avoid getting them in my yeah, body to begin with. That's a good idea. <laughs> that seems like the best plan to me. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like it, yeah. That... Hey, Bushy, in, in your boat, do you carry a first aid kit? Yep. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think I think everybody should have one in their boat. I think it's you have to. I got it's a, over six, seventeen. Well, feet. no, if you're I got on a like flight Michigan, for life chopper mounted right on front. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good idea that you should have it. Maybe a little alcohol swabs in there. Matter of fact, yeah. my friend, What's I that? pulled out the old Coleman first aid kit. Oh, yeah. I got this little miniature mm-hmm. Coleman. It's it, it's a small little tiny. I don't know where I got it, mm-hmm. but it's a little first aid kit. And Is I've, it in a tin? It's or, in a tin. Yeah, yeah. I got one of those, too, I think. Yeah. yeah. But after a while, the, the, the sutures go rusty. And the little scissors gets rusty. You know, the sutures, if in case well, you got to do stitches. I buy. <laughs> and Joe over here, we got a special guest, Joe, in the studio. He's sitting over here in the corner watching Greg. He's shaking his head. No, no sutures here. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get Joe talking here in a little bit. <laughs> no, he's shaking his Come head. Come on, Joe. No. So <laughs> I buy a first aid kit every year. Yeah. I buy a first aid kit every year. And, uh, one of those auto ones, mm-hmm. or I think it says OSHA approved. Okay. Yeah. 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 But the thing is, right now it's all wrapped in plastic, like right. sealed. Yeah. Yeah. But once you open it up and unseal it and leave it in your boat compartment all year long, water gets in sure. and destroys your first aid kit. Hence, you have to buy another first aid kit every year. Can I give a good recommendation for something? Maybe put it in a Ziploc bag? No. Uh, Plano, when we have them at Sherpers, and I'm sure uh, uh, Randy out at Midwestern Shooter Supply has them, Plano makes waterproof containers of different sizes. And Ron was telling me he keeps his first aid kit in one of those waterproof, con- uh, it's like a waterproof tackle box, but they okay. come in different sizes. So he uses a smaller one, and he has his first ki- aid kit in there, and water cannot get in it. 
So that's a good idea. Waterproof container. Yeah, put the first aid kit in a waterproof Plano container, yeah. The other thing I want to talk about along with the bass fishing up there is we caught a couple incidental walleyes. Yeah. And I caught a a 23-inch walleye. T-bones my bait right below my... The water's so clear, it's cool. They're they're like muskies hitting at the boat side, those smallmouth. And all of a sudden, I look down, and a big walleye chomps down on the the jerkbait. So we scooped that up, filleted it, and we decided we wanted fish dinner that night. But we thought, well, we need a little more fish. So, you know, we kept a smallmouth. Yeah. And that smallmouth was as good as the walleye when we fried it up. We kept about a 16-incher. Out of that water, I could understand that. It's really good. It's really clean water, you know, in that up there. You're, yeah. you're kind of a secret fan of closet bass fan, aren't you? I, I don't eat the smallies. <laughs> okay. I, I eat oh. large mouths, but I don't eat the smallies. You see, I'll eat smallies. I won't eat large. Oh, geez. See, I, I, I guess it's all a personal preference matter. Yeah. Well, may, I'll tell you what. Maybe I'll keep a smallie on Monday, and well, I'll try it again. Maybe, if I catch one. I might not catch if one. You, you're an expert, <laughs> yeah, Tom. You catch always one. catch fish. No, not always smallies. Uh, well, but hey, when we come we, back yeah, we after the update by Greg, uh, you're going to tell us about something that they're doing on North Lake again. I'd also like to talk about some comerant shooting. Yeah, well, yeah. You told us that when you called us. Yeah, yeah. All well, right, I got a new it? job. Oh. We'll be yeah. right back, folks. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.